What is going on, guys? We are back once again, and we're finally going to be discussing the season finale of The Mandalorian. So if you guys have not seen it, I do highly recommend you guys go check out the episode, then come back, hear my review, hear my reaction to this amazing, amazing episode. So without further ado, guys, let's get into this. Now, the episode starts off with where the team is going to find the cloning doctor that we know. He's on an imperial vessel. Boba Fett is able to take it down. Ace is prepared to be boarded. They go onto the vessel, and as soon as we see that, we see the troopers trying to protect the doctor, and they basically say that, you know, if he gets into the hands of the New Republic, we're done. And one of them notices Cara Dune, that she's from Alderaan, with the tear on her on her uh, face, and he makes fun of her. And as soon as that happens, she just shoots him right in the face. I mean, without hesitation. She just shoots him right in the face, and we see Din look like, wow. And as soon as that happens, they start interrogating him to find out where exactly is the child. And as soon as that happens, we also do see that... We see uh, Boba and we see Dan Jaren go into the bar that we did see uh, Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks' character at. And they arrive into the bar. And this is such a cool scene. See two bounty hunters, Mandalorians, even though <clears throat> we, you know, obviously we know that they are not, you know, pure Mandalorians, uh, case, you know, Boba's case. But it was so cool to see this. And... We just see Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks eating, and she goes, oh, well, not all Mandalorians are bounty hunters, and she just looks, she says, and she hears Boba Fett's voice, she says, and you, you don't need to be wearing that armor, and he said, this armor belonged to my father, she goes, oh, you mean your donor, and they're like, we can take you to Moff Gideon, and she's like, you're never going to find him, and he basically tells her, I got coordinates to where he is. And as soon as that happens, her attitude changes. Like, okay, we know what he says. He has a child. And she basically says that she wants the Darksaber. And he says, you can have wherever you want as long as I get the child. And Sasha Banks' character, as well as Boba, and also Bo-Katan have this little, you know, back and forth. And Sasha Banks tries to step up to Boba, and he's like, careful, little one. So they get into a scrap. And they kind of, it's, it's sort of a draw to Bo-Katan. Basically tells them both to stop. And she says that if this was, you know, the type of aggression that they had, you know, then Mandalore would not be in the state that they are. And when Bulba hears that, oh, they should try to take back Mandalore, he basically looks at her and he goes, really? He says, you know, the Empire made that place an ice, you know, a glass pit. So there ain't no reason to go back to it. And so right now he has really no reason to go to Mandalore. And we also see where uh, Mando basically tells Bo-Katan, look, I'll do whatever you want as long as you help me get the kid back. So they go come up with a plan to basically have a firing squad to go and rescue Baby Yoda. The cloning doctor informs them of the dark troopers that these are the third generation. There's nobody in there. They're they're droids basically and they have to be in a cooling sensation because they produce produce too much heat and there's not a whole lot of stormtroopers on there like there normally would be so they come up with an idea to basically have yoda uh, not yoda but we have bulba basically look like he's trying to shoot at them in the imperial ship try to look like they're in distress to get onto the 
you know, Moff Gideon's ship. And what we do see is Bulba basically tells them to get ready. And when they do, they start firing. They have a distress call. And when that happens, we do see where they send out TIE fighters to try to help them to make it look like, you know, an Imperial shuttle is in distress. And they say, like, you got to hold off. And they go into the ship. And we see them start firing as soon as they uh, get out. And they basically give Mando enough time to go try to find Baby Yoda on his own while they're firing. And what was so cool about this is seeing Cardoon, Zen, and we got to see as well as, uh, you know, Bo-Katan and also all these other characters to see them just go up against these stormtroopers and the Imperials was absolutely incredible and I couldn't get enough of it. And it was cool where it looked like Kara and Zen was in trouble. And as soon as they turn around, you know, here comes, you know, Sasha Banks's character and Bo-Katan just wiping out more stormtroopers and Mando's trying to find a child. And as soon as he's about ready to find a child, they release, unfortunately, the, of course, we see, unfortunately, the dark troopers, and right when Mando's trying to stop, he basically tries to stop them from coming, you know, out, and he's able to stop at least most of the platoon, except for one gets out, and he starts attacking Mando, and man, let me tell you something, guys, Din Djarin got his ass kicked, he literally got his ass kicked so bad, where he used everything, he used his blaster, he used songbirds, he used his flamethrower, nothing worked on this third generation dark trooper. That's how powerful this thing was. And he finally gets out the Beskar spear, is able to go through the neck, technically, of the Beskar, uh, not the Beskar, but the, the dark trooper. And as soon as that happens, we see where he finally gets it, he pulls the lever, and is able to get the rest of the platoon in space. So he's like, okay, you know, they're done. And as soon as that happens, we do see where he finally tells uh, the rest of them, like, hey, you know, I'm going for, you know, Baby Yoda. And as soon as he goes and he finds Moff Gideon holding the Darksaber to Baby Yoda, basically, like, Here, you know, here's your neck, you know, to your neck. And what was so crazy about this is we see where... Of course, Bo-Katan and the rest of them take the bridge, and he basically says, well, assume I know everything. He basically tells him that, you know, about the backstory of the Darksaber, that Bo-Katan wants it, but he wants it, and whoever has this will have claim to Mandalore. And he says, I don't care about that. And what was so crazy is he basically tells him all these things that he got what he wanted from the child. So obviously he did get however much blood he wanted from baby Yoda. Obviously he wanted baby Yoda for the first order, whether it be for uh Snoke or whether it be for something that Palpatine wanted or something. Cause we all know more than likely he's either working for Palpatine or he's working for uh, Admiral Thrawn at some point that it's going to get revealed. And we do see where he tells Dinjarin take the child, and you know, I got what I wanted. And as soon as he is about ready to pick him up, we just see where he just starts attacking Dinjarin and he just starts trying to block. And he finally is able to get out his Beskar spear and able to battle Moff Gideon with the Darksaber. And as soon as we see this, we do see where Mando does get the upper hand on Moff because, again, he has more. Uh, 
more training than him, and he's able to beat him. He says, you're letting me live. He says, you may regret that. And as soon as that happens, he brings him to the bridge, and Bo-Katan's like, what is this? And he's holding the Darksaber. And basically, Moff reveals to everybody that he now has claim to the throne because he holds the Darksaber, and he won it in combat. And Bo-Katan is a little angry because, you know, she she wanted the Darksaber to reclaim Mandalore. But at the and the entire time, you know, he's like, okay, well, then here you go. And he basically tells him that it doesn't work like that. And he just looks at Bo-Katan, and she doesn't say anything. And her eyes are just saying, like, you know, she's so angry. And Moff Gideon, you know, he's just one of those villains, man, you can't get enough of. And he explains you have to win it by combat. And he goes, okay, then I yield. And he says, it doesn't work like that. It's a story. And what's so interesting about this is the entire time I'm watching this, I'm like, okay, but Sabine gave it to her in Rebels. So technically, Bo-Katan does not really have a right to the throne because she hasn't really won it in in battle. She ain't winning against Maul because I believe Ahsoka gave it to her and then it was lost again. And then Sabine got it, and then Sabine gave it to her. So she's never really won it. So technically, she has no claim to the throne. So she may try to battle Mando for it. But as soon as it gets revealed that the Dark Troopers are coming back, they're getting ready to seal the blast doors. And, you know, we see Gamoff getting, he sees a blaster, he tries to hide it with his uh, coat. And he tells, you know, Mando slash Baby Yoda that you have a major firing squad trying to protect you. And he says, and when they realize that they're all dead, only one that's going to be alive is you and, and you and me. And what was so crazy about this is we see where they're getting ready to fight. They're getting ready to fight. And when we see this, we see right where they close the bass doors, they get to the, uh, the blast doors, two of them trying to get in and they're getting ready and they and here's the big thing here, guys. Massive spoilers. An X-wing comes, and um, this is something every Star Wars fan needed. Luke freaking Skywalker comes. He annihilates all of these third generation Dark Troopers. Annihilates them. This is something that any Star Wars fan that got angry with Last Jedi, I was one of them, and Rise of Skywalker, even Force Awakens, this is something that made up for that. This is the Luke Skywalker we wanted to see that we deserved. This was like the scene from Rogue One with Darth Vader. That's the closest way I know how to describe it. And Moff Gideon tries to shoot Bo-Katan, they knock him out, and then as soon as that happens, when they're all gone... Den basically opens up the door and, you know, asks, his, you know, are you a Jedi? And we see Mark Hamill, DH, you know, CGI. And he says, yes, I am. And he tell, it looks at Grogu. He says, come on, little one. And he tells him he doesn't want to go with you. And he says, he's, he's wanting your permission. And he tells him that, he, he, you know, until he masters his abilities, you know, training will be very lacking if he doesn't have any training. And the biggest thing, guys... I have ne- I have only become very emotional with Star Wars this season because they've done so much. But this episode really made me emotional. This this really brought me made me feel like a little boy again. When we see you know of course Mark Hamill 
freaking Luke Skywalker, as well as we see Din Djarin take off his helmet to show his face to Baby Yoda. And Pedro Pascal did such an amazing job, you know, with the character to, to show his emotion that he has become a father figure to Baby Yoda, and he doesn't want him to go, but he does promise him, it's okay, we will see each other again. And when it kind of shows that he's ready to go with Luke, we see R2-D2. And they're leaving, and you can just see see and feel the emotion that he doesn't want him to go, but he knows he has to. And that is how it ends. And we do see that at the very end of the post credit scene, Boba returns with Zan to... Tatooine kills what was left of Jabba's palace slash crime family. He kills them. We see his assistant. Oh, Boba, I thought, you, you know, I heard rumors you were alive. I'm so happy to see you. He just picks up his blaster, shoots him right in the gut, tosses him off, sits on Jabba's throne. So more than likely, and this is going to be the first book of Mandalor of uh, Bulba, so this is how it's going to be the spinoff, I'm guessing, of Bulba. Now, more than likely, he will be a crime lord, I'm guessing, uh, to take over what was left of Jabba's crime uh, associates as well as also what was left. So more than likely, that's what may happen. Uh, this episode, oh my goodness, Th this episode was just absolutely amazing. This is something, again, every Star Wars fan needed. I'm very happy. I'm so happy we finally got to see Luke Skywalker again after all these years, properly what we deserved, as well as also everything else that we needed with the franchise, and also seeing Din Djarin remove his helmet. He may ally himself with Bo-Katan for the moment uh, to try to see receive Mandalore, which is what we may see in Season 3 and 4, as well as also him wielding the Darksaber, as well as also becoming more of a Mandalorian, learning more about the Mandalorian history and culture than what he already knows, of course, from where he was raised and how he was raised. So there's a lot that goes into this, as well as just how much this episode meant to me as a fan and seeing, you know, one of my childhood idols, you know, come back, you know, Luke Skywalker, everything that uh, any kid, I think that's a true Star Wars fan, would love to see. And I can't believe that they did this. And, you know, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for bringing this character justice that um, I, I, that we that we needed, that myself needed. And I'm very happy that, that Luke Skywalker returned. And I cannot wait to see him again in, in, you know, Mandalorian or another show. And now this gives me even more hopes that I think as fans that we may have a Luke slash Ahsoka moment. And I'm going to be making more videos about this, guys. So be prepared for that. There's going to be a lot more videos of Mandalorian and Star Wars videos. So be prepared. Let me know what you guys think. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your day. A lot more videos coming. A lot more videos that I have prepared with this episode this season to talk about. Let me know what you guys think. And as always, I'll see you guys in the comments as well as on the next video.